Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Dr. Ron from Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, here on Blog Talk Radio. We are here each and every Tuesday at 4 p.m., bringing you the latest medical commentary. We will bring you very interesting guests. We can be reached at 347-989-8899 or, of course, on the Internet at blogtalkradio.com. I thank you for making this the number one listen to medical program here in South Florida. And we will get on with the show very shortly. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Dr. Ron from Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been uh, practicing medicine over 50 years, in fact, 51 years. I am board certified in family practice, and I'm a diplomat at the American Academy of Family Practice. I am licensed to practice medicine and have an active acupuncture license. With that background and with my two guests, Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan, we bring you a weekly update on the state of medicine. And I do appreciate your listening uh, with an attitude of gratitude. Uh, These past couple weeks, we didn't even know whether we'd be on because of uh, the holiday times. But I do appreciate your listening, and we're brought to you by... uh, the Cryo Spa in Naples, run by Dr. Ron Jr. Uh, at uh, 239-331-5886. So if you have a need to uh, get into those skinny jeans, uh, you have fibromyalgia or chronic pain syndrome, the Cryo Spa may be just what you need. And to start off the show today, let's just hear what Dr. Ron has to say about the Cryo Spa. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryo Spa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool CryoSpa is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about Cool Cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the Cool Cryosauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your Cool Cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in the Noodles Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa. Come chill with us. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's Dr. Ron. He's a, a chiropractic physician with chiropractic board certification in neurology and functional medicine as, uh, certification by the Kalish Institute. Uh, just a great place to hang out if you have any questions. Uh, if he can't help you, he, he can refer you to one of the many uh, qualified uh, practitioners in the uh, South Florida area. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, before we start, let's uh, again we uh, have a duty to keep uh, our attorneys happy, and uh, and and this will do it. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information you heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. With that said, uh, I'm going to open this show with a couple of monologues. Uh, uh, But I'll first introduce our two permanent co-hosts, Dr. Jerry Smith and uh, Dr. Dan, uh, who I see are both on the board. Dr. Jerry? Yes, sir. Good good afternoon. Live and well. Um, Well, the live and well is excellent. And Dan, are you (laughs) live and well? Well, uh, I don't know if I'm well, but I'm alive. Happy afternoon, Dr. Ron, Dr. Jerry. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, guys. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the season. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Festivus. Uh, this is a great time of the year. And uh, I just want to tell you about a great gift uh, that's been given to all of us. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's actually a great Christmas gift, and it's shared by everyone. Of course, uh, the odds are you'd be given out some very generous gifts all year you've been giving them out and you're not even realizing it you're such generous audience it's incredible but the stunning new numbers show how the merry pharmaceutical company's christmas actually is because you've been shelling out more money for your medications than ever before isn't that true ladies and gentlemen the prices of today's common name brand drugs especially pills taken every day by millions of American seniors are skyrocketing, absolutely. In fact, they've tripled in recent years. The one-plus side of our crummy economy is supposed to be low inflation, right? And if you believe the official numbers, it's at rock bottom right now and barely measurable, right? 0.1% for 2015. That means the price of your medication should be pretty much the same as they always have been. But heck, those big pharmaceutical fat cats would help struggling seniors out for you think they would help you out and drop their rates because with them of the massive markups they have on their medications you know what they could still slash the prices and still make a fortune but they're not doing it they're jacking up the rates as high as they can with prices rising more than a hundred and thirty times the rate of inflation Ladies and gentlemen, that is highway robbery, and you're the one being robbed. They've been pulling this stunt for years. In 2006, the average brand-name drug cost $1,800 a year, which was really too much already for struggling seniors on a fixed income. By last year, the average prescription jumped to more than $5,800. A typical senior takes about four and a half medications a day. You know, that could be total up to an annual cost of around $26,000. Yeah, Medicare pays the bulk of it for most of us, but you know the score. Each time the price rises, the co-pays jump, and sometimes they even tack on extra fees or even a flat out, sometimes they flat out refuse to cover the medications. And you know what's happening with insurance rates, co-pays and deductibles. They're all rising at absurd rates. 
Okay, really crazy, and it is crazy. And uh, what's the solution? It'll involve a few pennies out of your pocket today, but it'll save you big dollars in the years ahead. And that's why I'm recommending to, that you make an appointment with an experienced naturopathic medical doctor. He can look over your prescriptions and help figure out which ones you need and which ones you don't need. In most cases, or in some cases anyway, pricey medications can be replaced with natural therapies that are a fraction of the cost. So that's one of our goals for 2017, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, to step out of the paradigm that you're used to uh, be working in, and let's get to a natural, naturopathic physician so that we can get these costs, and more importantly, your health under control. Study after study has been showing that seniors who take multiple medications fall, break legs, and have serious psychiatric problems. Okay, so... Uh, let's get that under control. And that's my opening salvo for today because I'm going to continue to ask you to take control of your medication, to take control of your health in 2017. Listen to programs like Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored with Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan. Get the latest uh, news and commentary. Read other uh, uh Articles that you can get your hands on. Uh, just double check everything that your physician says. The number three cause of death in the United States after cancer and heart disease is doctors and drugs. Just keep that in mind. And I know Dr. Jerry has a lot of uh, myths that he's going to talk about today to continue where we left off last week. So with that, I'll say my next salvo after I introduce Dr. Jerry Smith. Uh, and I'm gonna, I will talk about microwave ovens and how they affect your heart. They may nuke your food, but they fluke your heart, ladies and gentlemen. Microwave frequency radiation can affect your heart and blood, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Dr. Jerry, good yes, afternoon, sir. and I, I know you've uh, worked hard on, the, on today's program, uh, especially uh, everybody says, oh, you've got to drink water. What do you think about that? Well, you know, I just look out in my uh, lawn and I see the squirrels, and I don't see them drinking eight glasses of, of water a day. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line is there's so many myths that are, are purposely thrown out there, um, you know, and they're just driving the people, you know, crazy with this stuff. Um, the key in the equation is you have to be practical. And one of the things that makes sense is if you eat organic foods, fruits, vegetables, you're getting the liquid in there. Um, there's been research, you know, and in fact, um, what they're showing is that there's no scientific uh, studies that prove that your body requires eight glasses of water a day. In fact, uh, most of the stuff show that if you take too much water, it actually diminishes the, the body's ability uh, to cleanse itself. So the, the key in the equation is that there's so many misconceptions that saying, well, if you drink a lot of water, it's going to clean your kidneys. Again, there's no scientific studies in the literature that prove drinking eight glasses of water is going to help your kidneys. In fact, my only personal opinion is that you're going to burn your kidneys out drinking so much water because you're going to overwork them. The other big one is, well, if you drink water, it'll curb your appetite. You won't need as many, you know, uh, calories. Again, 
it's a fluff, you know, smoke and mirrors. There's no evidence to prove this, uh, you know, myth of, you know, curbing your appetite by drinking water. And again, another myth they're talking about improving your skin tone. Well, if you eat raw foods, raw vegetables, fruits, you're getting real food. It helps to repair your skin. But drinking a lot of water may flush out some toxins, but it's not really going to improve your skin tone. And again, there's not enough evidence out there uh, to, you know, bolster this this myth. And one of the other ones is, well, if you have migraine headaches, increasing your water intake will help, you know, alleviate the headache. And again, the studies show that there's no real benefit from that. You know, there's only 400 reasons for headaches, and water deficiency is not one of them. <laughs> and and if I could add my two cents, the, my okay. my personal my personal uh, myth about water is that I think one if if, you, if someone would open a fatigue clinic, they would uh, make a fortune today. And one of the reasons I think people are fatigued is because they drink so much water, they dilute their minerals, especially sodium chloride. And they are hyponatremic because of so much water. And when you're hyponatremic, you're tired. And we don't need enough salt as it is. I mean, this salt is another myth. I don't know if it's one of the ones you're going to talk about today, Jerry, but that's a myth to, to limit uh, your salt intake. Now, it's, you should limit the, the uh, refined salt. I, I won't, that's not what I'm saying. But if you're, you're, you're using the Dead Sea salt, the Himalayan salt, the... Uh, there's no reason to limit it be below 3,000 milligrams a day. Do you, do you have experience with, with people coming in and say, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, and you do a Yeah, they're tired because they, they keep they get yeah, so sick because they're running to the bathroom peeing all day. That's the yeah. answer, right? <laughs> that's right. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science, guys. Right. Yeah, the, the, with the salt, I mean, most people don't get enough potassium. In their diet, and it's and there was a study called the K Factor, uh, written by MDs and PhDs, and they showed that by increasing potassium, that's going to alleviate you know the blood pressure issues. Uh, unfortunately, you know again this dogma that gets implanted in our society by you know the 11 o'clock news, the newspapers, all the controlled media keep pushing this agenda about salt, salt, salt. Well, heck, you know nature provides balance. If you eat celery with the leaves on top, the leaves are high in potassium and the stalks high in sodium. So you're getting organic minerals the way it appears in food, and it's balanced. But, you know, if you look at all your junk foods today, you know, the popcorn, the peanuts, the salted nuts, the, you know, chips, they're loaded with pure sodium, you know, chloride, which is dehydration. It's it's poison. Exactly, and and the salt is sodium chloride, and what happens is you form a lot of hydrochloric acid, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and that hydrochloric acid, uh, your body doesn't like acidity. Uh, neutral uh, pH is uh, 7.0. Our bodies like it up around 7.4. And Jerry and Dan, I'd like to play a little five-minute clip of a lecture I heard about pH. I wasn't planning it. I was planning this for next week, but... Uh, since we're talking about sodium chloride, I think this might be apropos, and then maybe we can talk about it. Just give me about five minutes. 
a lot of uh, people talk about, especially at this conference, um, and at others that we've talked to about um, the acid alkaline balance. And I know that was something you were going to talk about. Um, people talk about getting the body more alkaline, but you want to touch on pH balance in a particular part of the body. Can you discuss that a little yes. bit? Yes. Uh, pH stands for potential hydrogen, and I don't want to bore our viewers with chemistry, but this is a very important point because you, in chemistry you can pour uh, substance A and B together and then an enzyme, and you think, well, it should have a reaction not unless the pH is right. And pH is on a logarithmic scale. Hang in there with me here. Those of you who know what the Richter scale is with earthquakes, it's on a logarithmic scale. So it's not uh, a 6 or a 7. It's a 10 to the 6th power or a 10 to the 7th power. So what you're talking about is when you go in an earthquake and it's a 6 versus a 7, it's not 16% higher or 1 sixth it's 10 times higher, or a 1,000 uh, percent. Now, back to pH in the body. We're back to this logarithmic scale. So in the human body, when they measure your arterial pH, healthy is about 7.42. Uh, if you're unhealthy, 7.35. Below that, you're dead. So there's a very narrow window in which the body can tolerate pH uh, changes. And there are mechanisms, elegant mechanisms in the body, buffering systems that try to introduce bicarbonate and try to maintain. So the, the typically, the body is tipping over in favor of being too uh, acidic. And the body is trying to bring it back to being sufficiently alkaline. Seven is neutral, two is acidic, 14 is very basic. The body wants to be slightly alkaline in the blood, but this is where it gets interesting. The stomach has to be very acidic. And all digestive enzymes begin their activity based upon a pH of 2. Now, remember our numbers. We said 7.4 is a healthy blood, but we said 2 is in the stomach. Now, if you take your 10 to the 7 or the 2, that's 10,000 times. The body has to ratchet down and create an acid substance in what is otherwise an alkaline environment. It's extremely uh, intensive and, and uh, requires energy. What happens is as we mature or get sick or under stress, we don't make enough acid in the stomach. Then we don't activate the enzymes in the gut. Then we end up with malnutrition because we're not extracting from our foodstuffs what we need. Stomach problems, uh, the pepsid people, the, uh, the people who are taking all the antacids, my friends who are in alternative care, alternative care find that if you add acid with a meal, you actually eliminate the problem. And I said, come on, I had some, um, uh, a little uh, acid indigestion myself. I add one or two tablespoons of lemon juice in a glass of water with my meal, the problem's gone. It was years I had indigestion. Uh, acid in the stomach helps to digest your food. It's also the moat surrounding the castle that protects us against infections, fungus, parasites, etc. So pH is a critical issue. And to try and make this summarize, eat more fruits and vegetables, eat more plant foods. I'm in favor of eating some animal foods, but you realize amino acids will generate more of an acidic level in the body. And so if you're, you know, a 12 ounce steak and four eggs for breakfast, which is sometimes the paleo approach, is stressing the liver and the kidneys and creating an imbalance in pH. So more plant food. When you talk about uh, more plant food and people think, okay, the green plants are 
are acidic or, or uh, alkaline, I'm sorry, and some of the fruits would be acidic, like you mentioned with the lemons and, and other citrus fruits like that. So that's where I think a lot of people get confused when you have these foods on, on either end of the scale. True. And here's what happens. When you introduce uh, into the body, uh, for instance, I said take one or two tablespoons of lemon juice and a glass of water with a meal, that acid is going to help you digest your, your meal and you won't have any uh, dyspepsia or upset stomach. But at the same time, when the body feels that acid in the stomach, what it's going to do is secrete a bicarbonate buffer into the bloodstream that makes your bloodstream more alkaline. So uh, the upshot is amino acids generate more of an acidic environment. So high protein will create more of an acid environment in the blood, which is not good. Cancer and fungus are acidic uh, substances. They generate lactic acid as their byproduct, and that acid compromises the immune system. It cannot work at an abnormal pH. Hi, and thanks for watching this video. If you like that Jerry and Dan, I mean, I, Jerry, is, yeah. is this something like you've been talking about uh, ever since you've been on the program? Uh, yeah, I mean. Is this, most, this is an MD, MD, PhD talking about this stuff. That's why I wanted to play it. Well, the, the joke of it is most people have dyspepsia, lack of hydrochloric acid, and so the food, uh, you know, ferments and you get organic acids in the stomach. And the bottom line is by taking hydrochloric acid and digestive enzymes, the heartburn disappears. Uh, you know, taking Tums, you know, is ridiculous because what it, act, it works opposite to what you would think. It's an alkali, and it forces the stomach to produce more hydrochloric acid, which is actually what cures the problem, not that there's too much acid in the stomach. Exactly. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please, uh, you know, get rid of that, those proton pump inhibitors. We've we've done many many programs on, on on them and how they can cause a stroke, heart attack. Get that you don't absorb B12 because it gets rid of the intrinsic factor. So many reasons not to take it. Uh, lemon juice or, or organic apple cider vinegar. Uh, that 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 will really help you. Now, you don't drink it straight. You know, make mix it there. Dips on, dip it on, put on your salad, but uh, just, just uh, this is the kind of information we want to start getting out to you. Practical information. Uh, Doctor Smith has a has, has another myth here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna segue into it because I was going to talk about this myself, and uh, I wrote a little thing about uh, the uh, your doctor uh, turning back the clock starting this new year. And one of the worst ideas uh, that's making a comeback, by the way is to push aspirin therapy on seniors. And ladies and gentlemen, this isn't just bad advice. It's dangerous and it could be deadly advice because aspirin can thin your blood so quickly that folks who take it suffer serious bleeding in the gut and even in the brain. And that, just just to take a, a, a break here, the pH and the talk, you know, the, Dr. Gifford talked about the uh, uh, the bacteria and parasites. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, just know that there is a brain-gut connection, okay? If you don't have the right bacteria in your gut, you will have uh, cerebral diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and so forth. So it's really important you have uh, uh, your probiotics. So getting back to aspirin, then we'll let Jer Jerry go on with he because he, he knows about aspirin. It is really dangerous. Uh, I, I see here even the FDA uh, which is, you know, they usually back everything, every bad book and drug in the book, but they urge against aspirin therapy for primary prevention. 
seems like these experts didn't get the memo because they're claiming that pushing aspirin on seniors will extend lives, but please don't pop those pills and start making plans for your 100th birthday party, okay, because hidden in the details is the real benefit, ladies and gentlemen. All the folks who take aspirin daily live on average about four months longer, according to the study published online. That's it. But But they don't have a headache. (laughs) They don't have a headache, right? I fight tooth and nail for four extra minutes. I'm sure Jerry and Dan will too, much less four months. But aspirin isn't your ticket to this life. It's your ticket to the emergency room. Excuse me. The 81 milligrams, Ron? One study found daily aspirin for preventing heart attacks in one out of 500 patients and right. causes serious internal bleeding in one out of... Listen to this study. Daily aspirin prevents heart attacks in one out of 500 patients, but it causes serious internal bleeding in one out of 500 patients. So for mm. every patient it helped, it hurt another and another study, middle-aged women found 12 cases of bleeding problems, including two or three so severe they had required hospitalization. For every single life saved, hospitalization. No wonder the FDA says you'd have to be crazy to take this for primary prevention. But please, ladies and gentlemen, don't be crazy because there are far better and safer ways of blood thinning without the aspirin risks. And you can start with the basics. I'm going to recommend omega-3 fatty acids, and you'll find them in fatty fish. Uh, They're a natural blood thinner, but do it far more more gently, and you won't uh, face the risk of a dangerous aspirin bleed. Will it extend your life? Darn right it will, but not just by a measly four months. In 2013, a study found that folks with the highest levels of omega-3 fatty acids live more than two years longer. I think that's a good ticket for a longer life, okay? Well, the IRS loves that because you can pay taxes for two more years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Jerry, what do you think about daily aspirin? you think uh, aspirin is safe and will prevent heart attacks? Keep it between mm. your knees. <laughs> <laughs> prevent something else, too. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, the bottom line that, is, that, yeah, Cut no, I, I know you, you You even had something here from a, uh, Thomas Jefferson University. Yeah, the bottom line is they, you know, soft pedal, uh, you know, the whole aspirin thing in the sense they caution you, you know, make sure your physician evaluates you, that you don't have ulcers, you have don't have kidney problems, other issues. But the bottom line is even low doses still put you at risk for gastrointestinal bleeding. And, you know, I had a a situation years ago. My father-in-law came up from Florida to visit with my wife and I. And when he was in, he came into the house. I said, Dad, what the hell's going on? You got got, uh, hemorrhages on your arms. But, oh, I said, you taking any drugs? He said, no. I said, come on, tell me the truth. Well, I'm taking baby aspirin. He was taking like six baby aspirin a day. And he had these hemorrhages on his arms. I said, well, Dad, you know, if it's bleeding on your arms, you can get a stroke. It can bleed in your head, your heart, wherever. So this is how dangerous these are. And these poor old people down in Florida, you know, they think their their doctors are God because they can read and write, you know. And the, <laughs> the problem the problem is they're they're setting people up for, you know, a short lifespan. 
there's other ways of thinning the blood, and we may have mentioned in the past, like turmeric, for example. You know, it's in the curry dishes. It's a yellow spice. You have ginger. You know, ginger actually contains natural salicylate, which is aspirin, acid, but it's in a natural form. You have cinnamon, you know, which has a wonderful taste. I put it in my drink in the morning, and that helps not only regulate your blood sugar, but also, you know, thinning your blood because it has a compound in there that's an anticoagulant. Cayenne pepper, which is great. It helps get the circulation going around your body. And vitamin E. Uh, you know, so and CoQ10, you have minerals, your essential fatty acids. If you eat real foods, you don't run into these problems. When you keep eating processed junk foods that have no nutritional value, that's when you start to need medication to mask the symptoms. It's lunacy. It is. I would add one other thing to that, that to, to thinning your blood, and that's something called grounding, and. And that's something you don't hear a lot about anymore, but it's basically walking barefooted on the beach or on the grass. Uh, definitely thins your blood. It's been used for centuries. Uh, we, we're lucky, those of us who live in Florida, we can walk barefoot in 12 months of the year. But, you know, even in your home, uh, uh, even on tile, it doesn't work so good on rugs, but uh, if, even if you have tile floor or hardwood floor, you can you can walk barefooted and your blood will thin. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's called grounding. You can Google it. Uh, Dr. Mercola last year had a good article on it. Uh, but grounding is just walking in your bare feet. Incredibly healthy for you. Another little uh, tip here: you can get at Home Depot or Lowe's uh, a little plastic pan, two feet by four feet. Fill it up with pea gravel. Pea gravel is nothing more than little stones, you know, large, a little bit larger than a pea. Make sure you wash them off and get the silt off. But you can fill it up to one-third and walk on your bare feet. It stimulates every reflex point of your body. And you don't have to, you know, it's a cheap way of uh, stimulating, keeping the blood thin, but also all your organs. Here you go with the pea again, Jerry. Absolutely. All right. I'm focused on it. <laughs> All right, I saw one of your notes, you talked about heart arrhythmias, and that really segues right into an article that uh, I want to just bring up here and and tell the patients about, our patients, our listeners, and that's about microwave ovens. We we know they're no good to cook food in, okay? But this this came out of the Natural News Press. It says, many health-conscious consumers really, if ever, microwave food, right? But... When they do, they probably do not realize that they are not just destroying the nutritional value of the food, but the nuker is negatively impacting their hearts. This was, this was a good study, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this came out of Trent University. People exposed to radiation for just three minutes at 2.4 gigahertz can experience severe reactions in heart rate changes and altered heart rate variations indicating an alarm response to stress. Okay, they they call this electro-hypersensitivity or rapid aging syndrome. How's that, ladies and gentlemen? Now, it's not just you're eating denatured food. You're also, these these units are affecting your heart. It's been studied for decades, these, these, these researchers say. They say the response includes heart palpitations, clumping of red blood cells. What did we just talk about? and fluctuations of the parasympathetic nervous system. You get that flight or fight response, okay, where you get a lot of adrenaline. 
Dr. Havis also revealed that microwave ovens can lead to blood sugar spikes connected with diabetes. He says this usually happens when people stand within three feet of the oven while it's running, like when anxious eaters park themselves directly in front of the microwave oven while waiting for those last few seconds to finish nuking, quote-unquote, their food or beverage. So there is unequivocal evidence, ladies and gentlemen, that microwave frequency radiation affects your heart. Uh, This microwave sickness or microwave effect, incredible to me, dates back to World War II. Maybe Jerry knew it. I didn't know this, but microwave ovens are, uh, I know they're a form of electromagnetic radiation, but uh, where's my note on here? The Nazis created the device, created this device. They did it to to provide mobile food support for their troops when they invaded the Soviet Union. It was experimental. Then the Russians and the U.S. researchers for for the safety of these devices after the war, they picked them up, and uh, here we go. Okay, The FDA approves nearly everything that makes Americans sick because the pharmaceutical company is there to rescue us with expensive drugs. So, well, you know, so we got these uh, microwave ovens affecting our hearts, and you know what? There's there's a there's trillions of dollars worth of drugs to fix it, ladies and gentlemen. But the bottom line is, uh, just to stop nuking your food, and if you do nuke it, stay the heck away from the oven. So Jerry, what do you think yeah, about they, about heart irregularities? Well, it's crazy, but the, also you get the free radicals produced because the microwaves, which they had back in the 30s, and they really didn't know what the hell to do with them. But it creates free radicals in the food, which then, you know, damage the tissues and organs. But there's certain basic things, you know, like amino acids, such as like taurine and L-arginine, which uh, are deficient in in a lot of people because they're not getting good quality protein. It's denatured and cooked and beat up. But simple little things like that can help with, um, you know, premature ventricular contractions or premature atrial contractions and uh, sinus pauses in the heart. So... Again, eating real food, you know, for example, if you take a guacamole or you, uh, you, and you mix it with uh, almonds, fresh uh, almonds, you get the full amino acid complement. Uh, avocado is, you know, makes the guacamole. It's too simple. Eating real foods in a raw state gives your body the nutrients to function properly. You know, back in the in the 30s, Royal Lee came up with a fraction called B4. And it's not in synthetic B vitamins. So when you buy, you know, the over-the-counter cheapy brand, 50 milligrams of each B, you're not getting B4 in there. And B4 uh, was documented by Royal Lee back in the 30s to increase the electrical conductivity down your Purkinje fibers, which is your septal fibers in the heart, to, you know, coordinate the atria and the ventricles to work properly. Bottom line is you go to get it from natural foods. And again, eating natural food keeps your heart healthy, keeps your organs working, keeps your mind functioning. You know, the B vitamins uh, are so essential for, uh, you know, preventing depression, anxiety, panic attacks, for your nerves to work properly. You know, the, the physiology books in the 40s went in depth talking about function of, of natural vitamins because they didn't have this plethora of drugs you know, to mask symptoms. So, you know, the heart is your big pump. If you don't feed it, it's going to conk out on you. And, you know, another major one is that ubiquinol or CoQ10. The heart 
has a very high concentration of CoQ10. And when you start taking statin drugs and these other blood thinning drugs, uh, the bottom line, it lowers your CoQ10. So it's going to force you into a congestive heart failure situation. You know, it's this polypharmacy gets to be, you know, Frankensteinish. It's it's nuts because you don't know what the heck the side effects are going to be or what the offshoot of the chemical breakdown products are going to be. Uh, so again, if it's in a box or in a bag or in a can, give it to someone you don't like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so true. And and and, and I, you know, doc, Dr. Dan and I remember Dr. Uh, 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 what was his name? The old fellow Dan Reamer, uh, the guy that discovered viral pneumonia. Oh, uh, come on. Um, oh God! The tall, tall he, he told us. Now we were we were in medical school in the sixties, and he said It'll if come. a person was on more than five medications, you better go back and examine them because you missed a major diagnosis and you're going to kill them. That was in the sixties, right? So, uh, and it, it it just stuck with me my whole career. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored with Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan. We bring you up to the minute news every week with commentary, and hopefully it's news that you can use. And you have really uh, propelled us into a a nice situation here in South Florida, making us the number one listen-to health radio show here on the Internet. Um, You know, we have a a Facebook page, Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored on Facebook. Uh, You could go like us. Uh, We post things there, both from Dr. Jerry and myself, on a daily basis. Uh, And uh, if you need to drop us a line, we have uh, an email site, too. It's called docronradio at gmail.com, D-O-C-R-O-N-R-A-D-I-O. You know, drop us a line, and, uh, you know, if... uh, you know, we can mention it if you want to hear a certain topic, if you want to comment on a topic and hear more of a certain topic, be glad to hear from you. Well, uh, uh, Ron, uh, the yeah. name of the doctor is Hobart Ryman. Hobart Ryman, thank you. I knew it was all right. I just did, did. Yep, that's it, Hobart Ryman. And I guess when you and I were there, Dan, we thought he was a 1,000 years old. He probably was only 55 or 60, but... He was sure he he was the one that discovered viral pneumonia. I'll never forget it. Sharp man. Yep. Learned a lot from him. Okay. Well, I want to take a look at some of Dr. Jerry's notes that he sent me. I mean, we could go through, and there are so many myths in medicine. You know, and and one thing that that I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, only twenty percent of what you read has been double-blinded in medicine, no matter what the drug companies tell you. And with this darn 21st Century Act that President Obama signed in, into law, uh, they really only have to give cliff notes to the FDA now to, to get a drug approved. So more than ever, you're going to have to be uh, diligent, really diligent uh, in, in your medical care, okay? Um I don't, I don't and know the other thing you can ask your, your pharmacist, Dr. Ron, your pharmacist is one of your best friends. You know, if you're getting a new prescription, ask them, are there any contraindications of other medications uh, that, you're, that you're on that can conflict with it? And these guys are much more savvy than the doctor who's prescribing it because this is what their specialty is. 
Yeah, they they should have a computer program that that, that goes through drug or drug interactions. But I, I I agree with Dr. Jerry to some respects. But here's the, the these same pharmacists are giving you flu shots and pneumonia shots, things that are absolutely worthless uh, just just to make money. So, but I mean, it is a good resource, and uh, it's it's you should use yeah. one of many. Not you know. I think you that's get 20% point. off on your food that day if you get your flu shot. Come on, Dr. Ron. <laughs> oh, I, I guess they're doing that for you because you're good for humanity. Absolutely. <laughs> Would you put this uh, new uh, vaccine, Prevnar 13, in the same category as the rest of the vaccines? Well, if you do the research, Dr. Dan, on Prevnar 13, it's on a seven-year uh, probation because they found out when they first uh, started giving out uh, the the pneumonia vaccine, which only protects you against 21 different right. types of pneumococcal, uh, uh, they said it would last a lifetime. Okay, well they found out it only lasts about five to seven years, so they you need a booster shot. So now they're going to follow the Prevnar for seven years, and if you don't have any antibodies against it, uh, they, they yeah, well not, they probably won't lose it, but uh, they're probably just going to say you need one every year or something. I mean it's uh, it doesn't work. Okay, you know, it doesn't work. Yeah, just like the PSA, people are still still. You believe a lot of doctors are still recommending PSA? Okay, it's just crazy. It, 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 and the PSA test has flunked every single study that's come down the pike. Uh, it's just crazy, and people are still pushing it. You know, all well, why? Because, because it's it, simple. It makes for you know? procedures. It yeah, makes for procedures, e- right, Jerry? Yeah, it's easier to live the lie. Yeah, it is crazy. So I had a quick. Quick one to share with you on the uh, about the raw milk. You know they really demonized raw milk. You know, uh, unfortunately, um, one of my heroes is William Douglas Campbell, and uh, actually he testified before the South Carolina legislature. And what he said, I'm quoting basically, he says, "Pasteurized homogenized milk is brewed up in big factories, boiled beyond recognition, so chemically enhanced that by the time it gets to you." Uh, it's just milk-flavored poison. He said, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole, let alone give it to my child. And he said, the the agriculture industry shells out big bucks to cloud the truth, and and they do their own studies to you know mask what the heck's really going on. And he said, these people are worse than the tobacco lobbyists. So the, the key is they raw are. milk, yeah, it has natural foods. You know, th- when you homogenize the fat, it breaks it into small droplets which then get absorbed through you know in your stomach and your blood vessels and that's what creates the inflammation and the darn plaque it's the homogenization process so the key is it gives you good quality protein you know good nutrients good calcium and it's healthy i know when i go to these health fairs and i i get a glass of raw milk there it's like it brings me back to my childhood days eating a good tasty cake from philadelphia and a good glass of Cold milk. I mean, it doesn't get yeah, much with better. With the cream on the top. Yeah, you got it. Cream, with a glass bottle and the cream on the top. Yeah. I'll take a well, butterscotch crimpet. <laughs> butterscotch crimpet and a glass of milk, right? Yeah, well, I still remember body. we had a, a milkman used to deliver in a horse and wagon the milk to my, fr- my front door. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, we had the yeah. same thing. It came in glass bottles. Yep. Right. Well, right. Dr. Jerry, uh, you probably didn't know this. I never told you, but I studied with uh, William Douglas Campbell, and, and when he was in Atlanta, when he was still practicing uh, uh, natural medicine and chelation, I went down there to learn chelation, and I studied with him for about a month. The man is ab- absolutely genius. Uh, he always thought outside the box, 
But, he, you know, he was a Navy flight surgeon. He, he, he volunteered his time in Africa. The man is, was really genius. And I followed him for many, many years. And uh, he has a book on, on raw milk. I don't remember the exact title, but, you, you know, William Douglas Campbell, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L, yeah. is still around. Uh, he talks about what homogenization, homogenization and pasteurization, what it, what it really is. And for what I remember, uh, pasteurized milk is heated to an ungodly temperature. Yeah, and it destroys degrees, everything. Yeah. Yep. And then homogenization is, if I remember right, it was like 3,000 pounds per square inch. The molecules are just crushed. So you're, you really don't really have even have milk. Yeah, plus the growth hormones. And, and actually, the milk is dirtier, so you get all the debris from the bacteria because they figured, out oh, you don't have to worry about because we're going to cook it. And so you're getting all the dead components of whatever the heck may have been in the milk where, you know, cows giving raw milk and selling it raw milk, they're scrutinized, you know, to the nth degree. And uh, the cows are healthier. They're not shot up with penicillin and all the other steroids and right. antibiotics. Yeah, the natural farmers take care of their animals. They they they, they are uh, really clean. Uh, we used to have one in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, where I used to get my raw milk. Uh, the, the 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 whole facility was like a, a winery, even cleaner than than a pharmaceutical uh, outlet. And uh, but you know they shut that guy down. They find him. They put him out of business. Uh, sure. He had uh, he had some patients complain that they had diarrhea. They cultured them. They couldn't find anything, but they put them on drugs for a month. And they said, well, since we didn't find anything, we'll we'll put them on drugs for another month. They just killed the guy. Uh, yep. And they never. Never proved there was a dad, any danger. Well, you know, in New Jersey, it's against the law to get raw milk. And even up in Canada, because I do a lot of lecturing up there in the in Ontario area, um, it's really difficult to get raw milk. They don't want you to get healthy. Yeah, anything natural is, is, is not in vogue right now. Not at all. Well, I you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you can get it and... and uh, you know, the, the, you go, go to the farm, take a look. If you can get natural raw milk, if you can get uh, organic eggs that have so much good uh, omega-3, omega-6. And, I, you know, like I told you uh, last week, you know, eggs do prevent stroke, okay? I mean, eggs for breakfast, ladies and gentlemen, is a great uh, breakfast, and they can prevent stroke. I think I, think I told you about that. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect food. And actually, you know, my my son just came back from Italy, and he said in Italy they don't refrigerate the eggs. Well, you know what? Well, let me tell you a funny story. My my wife and I went to Spain. Our our daughter lives in Malaga, in southern Spain, and we went to the grocery store uh, while her while my daughter and her husband were uh, my my husband my my son-in-law is a lecturer in diabetes. In fact, he's really well-known worldwide uh, for his uh, research in diabetes. So anyway, long story short is we went to uh, Little's uh, grocery store, and we're looking in all the uh, refrigerated cases for the eggs. Finally, we asked, where are the eggs? And they were just stacked in the corner, (laughs) just like you said. (laughs) No no need to have them refrigerated. (laughs) Yes, it's a myth. Yeah, it really is. Uh, so but, eggs, yeah, eggs the difference. Good, but, yeah, when you when you get a good organic egg, I mean, it tastes like an egg. It, the yolk is nice and orange, and uh, oh, you know, you you think you yeah. died and went to heaven. 
Yeah, and the, the studies that we talked about last week have shown that they're packed with uh, a better balance of the omega-3 fatty acids, uh, and they have 40% more vitamin D than a standard egg. 40% more vitamin D. Yeah. All right, it costs a little bit more, but it's worth it. Well, it's an insurance policy that you use. You know, these people that go to the uh, restaurants and they order the egg whites, I mean, they're killing themselves, absolutely killing yeah. themselves, and, they, and they're paying extra to kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just, just so you know, and we'll talk about this as the new when we get into the new year, but uh, the, the mainstream media is, is taking another trip to what I call Fantasy Island, where statin drugs cure every problem known to man, okay? You're going to be told in the coming weeks, uh, because WebMD and CNN are all over these, this study about how it can help prevent Alzheimer's disease. Well, I'm going to uh, go through this study with you next week and take you step-by-step step on how this study was completely uh, manipulated to uh, prove a point that the study does not prove at all. Okay, uh, they they had they study some people for five years, and we'll talk about it. But please be careful, uh, just be careful out there. And we'll we'll talk. We'll open the show next week with this study because I'll have my numbers all, all cracked cracked out. But uh, even the where I come from in Pennsylvania, Penn State College of Medicine confirmed findings that statins can increase your risk of Parkinson's disease, and they still are going to come out and say that it's good for your brain. Well. Crazy, ladies and gentlemen, absolutely crazy. So All right, yeah, Jerry, you bottom know. Bottom line is, yeah, with some, uh, on another topic, you know, one of the things um, that people aren't aware of is this radiation coming over from Fukushima. You know, when they had that uh, explosion of the five reactors over there on March 11th, I think it was 2012 or 11, I think it was. But the key is that that radiation gets into the uh, jet stream. It's 200 miles an hour, and it's dissipated all over the globe. And, and especially the little kids, uh, the cesium-137 from that radiation is attacking their hearts and their thyroids. And you're going to see an astronomical number of young children with heart problems and thyroid problems in the next five to ten years. And, uh, you know, they're going to be scratching their heads where the heck is coming from. But it's the radiation, and, and it's simple to counteract. You basically... The pectin from the apples, so a doc, you know an apple a day keeps a doctor away. It has a lot of merit to it, but the apple pectin will help counteract that cesium-137, which the body thinks it's potassium, and that's why it pulls it into the heart muscle <clears throat> and then the other tissues. And then there's a, a product called zeolite, which is actually when you get volcanic lava hits the seawater, it forms this crystalline structure, and then they grind it up into you know, three-tenths of a micron-sized particles, and it doesn't react in the body, but it acts as a little cage trapping radiation and heavy metals and other toxins, and it pulls it out of the body. So it's uh, pretty interesting. It's, you know, relatively inexpensive, and you can protect yourself. In fact, the zeolite was developed by Tracy uh, Holtfelder uh, for the Pentagon to prevent the officers and the men from the depleted uranium shells that they were shooting over there in Iraq in the Fallujah and all that business. 
Well, you know, and and and, and there was also, uh, I think, last year there was a there was a, a leak of radiation even in Miami. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't read a lot about it, but you know, it's cumulative. It is cumulative. So maybe, uh, you know, I I I know about zeolite, but I don't know a lot about it. Do you know a lot about it, Jerry? Well, I know I've used it clinically, <clears throat> where I've had people that have had like an abscess ulcer in the mouth, which is extremely painful, or uh, what they call pericarditis, where it's an infection around like a, a third molar in the mouth. And just putting, you know, four or five drops directly on the lesion, within a couple minutes, the pain totally goes away. It's amazing. Okay. It just absorbs the toxins. Yeah, Z-E-O-L-I-T-E, correct? Yeah, and it also speeds up the healing process. So if you have a cut, uh, you know, you put it on there. Uh, I know my... Uh, Lady friend had some surgery done, and I used a zeolite with her, and, you know, what a difference it makes. Um, you know, if you cut yourself, the zeolite helps to take out the toxins from the the uh, area of injury and uh, helps reduce the pain. It's an amazing product. And, again, it's, it's something that can't hurt you, and it's relatively inexpensive and uh, readily readily available. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this uh, program today is uh, brought to you by Cry Naples Cryotherapy, run by Dr. Ron Repesey Jr. And uh, that phone number down there is two three nine three three one five eight eight six. Next week, we're going to have a uh, start to show off by talking about that statin uh, uh, study that uh, supposedly proves that to. Uh, that you should be taking statins for the rest of your life, and so when you, you know, you're born with a statin deficiency, I want to talk a little bit because it'll be the new year. Why maybe you shouldn't exercise to lose weight? Think about that. Maybe why you should not exercise to lose weight. We'll talk about physical activity and physical inactivity. I'm not saying you should not be active, and we'll get into that. But I tell you, unless Dr. Jerry, Dr. Dan. Dan, show me the evidence. I have not found one study, and I've been looking hard uh, to show that exercise helps you to lose weight. And I've reviewed over 60, 60 studies so far. No well, matter what you the wait blonde, for the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we'll talk a little bit about statins and exercise. And I'm not against exercise. I mean, I, I, I you know I have a saying: you got to get your your meat off the seat. And get walking around, and uh, I, I recommend uh, people buy uh, hour clocks, uh, these these sand clocks. And you know, one if you're by your computer, turn them on. And every uh, whenever the sand goes down, please get up and walk around. But we'll we'll talk a, about that. And I and I I also uh, I was thinking about uh, Phyllis Diller as, as as Dr. Jerry was uh, talking there, and I, I remember what she said about housework. Do you know what she said about housework? Housework can't kill you, but why take a chance? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. She also says cleaning your house while your kids are still growing up is like shoveling the sidewalk before it stops snowing. (laughs) 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 And, of course, Dr. Dan's 11th commandment. Dr. Dan, that that was a big hit last week, but, you know, there were 15. you You know, when Moses went up to get the commandments, there were 15. Oh really? And when he came down, the, the, uh, everybody was waiting for him at the bottom of the mountain. Said, "How'd you do?" He said, well, "I got good news and bad news." He said, "I got him down from 15 to 10, but adultery's <laughs> still in there." 
<laughs> Get the main one out of there. <laughs> we'll try to add a 12th right. one as we go along. Don't get caught. <laughs> oh, that's good. I I, I did right. come across this something in the in the studies that uh, to prevent Alzheimer's, uh, we've talked about it before, coconut oil, I don't know if I mentioned it before, grass-fed beef and avocado, and with the and with the vitamin E in there is very good to prevent Alzheimer's and dementia. You you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, well, actually, also you know, uh, Mark Starr you know put out a book about the thyroid and Alzheimer's and all, and you know from his clinical experience, there's a big connection between you know a low thyroid and Alzheimer's, and again you know the medical establishment, it's not even in their vocabulary to address these things because. You know, they look at the blood test. The blood test, oh, it's normal. You have no problems, but that's not reality. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I think maybe next year we really have to talk more about probiotic uses because uh, the, this the brain uh, gut connection is really real. Real. Excuse my uh, stuttering. And uh, really have to talk about good probiotic supplementation uh, to enhance your immune system because of I guess. Everybody has to be reminded that your immune system is in your gut, the majority of it. So uh, lots of studies coming out uh, linking the gut and the brain. So uh, we, we, we have to talk about that next year. Well, and that's why you have to stay away from those genetically modified grains in the bread because it causes leaky gut and increases the porosity, and these poisons get absorbed quicker into the system. And, uh, it, you know, the antibiotics in the foods and the chickens and the beef – you know, it disrupts the antibiotic flora in your intestines, so uh, it's doing a number on us. Yeah, we're, we are we are really a sick nation. We spend the most of any developed uh, nation, and we're the lowest on the list. We're number 30 out of 30 uh, as far as mortality, morbidity, and it, even in pediatrics. It's, it's just it's just a shame that all this money's going to waste, and that we're controlled by the big pharmaceutical companies. And I have to mention Monsanto. Except for Europe, Europe has got Monsanto. They're 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 controlling them pretty good with no GMOs yeah. in Europe, and that's why your son and you and I and anybody that visits Italy feel great because there's no GMOs in the pastas and uh, the breads. And people say, "Well, I come back from Italy. I didn't, I never felt bloated. I felt great." Well, there's no GMOs there. Yeah, they they run them out. I think in Hungary they were burning the fields with the GMO crop because uh, they won't put up with it. Right. Is so that anyway, I just, yeah, I yeah. just wanted to put my two cents in about uh, the the leading cause of death. Um, I came across a, a beautiful article, and you could probably look it up on the internet if those people are listening to the show. It's called "Death by Medicine," mm. and it's really a, a scary because they did true uh, evaluation of statistics, not the, you know the hype that the AMA puts out, and it, it showed that a number of people having in-hospital adverse reactions to prescribed drugs back in, this is 201, 2001, was 2.2 million per year. The number of unnecessary antibiotic prescriptions annually for viral infections was 20 million per year. The number of unnecessary medical and surgical procedures performed annually 7.5 7.5 million per year, and the number of people exposed to unnecessary hospitalizations annually, 8.9 million per year. So the most stunning statistics, however, 
is that the total number of deaths caused by conventional medicine is an astounding 783,936 per year. That's more than heart, okay, and cancer. These are true statistics. Yeah, you know the scary part of that statistic is uh, because I had there's a DVD that I had on that, and the latest uh, numbers are even higher, and they are higher because a they are higher, and b when you if you factor in a percentage of the deaths that are not even reported as drug deaths, they're written off as pneumonia when they're really caused by a drug or whatever. It's astounding how many people die from from doctors. Yeah, well, just Dr. look up the Dr. article. Dr. Yeah. Dr. Douglas, he would start off his, his vitamin lecture by showing a, a chart of uh, when the Canadian physicians went on strike and the death rate. As the physicians, down. the longer they struck, the lower the death rate was. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, Gary Knoll, he was a PhD, he's up in Manhattan, and was an MD and some other uh, notables. Um, it's called Death by Medicine. I urge you to read it. It's not extensive, but it gives you all the hardcore, you know, documentation uh, to disprove, you know, the nonsense that you hear on the 11 o'clock news. That's Gary Knoll? Gary Knoll, yeah, N-U-L-L. N-U-L-L, okay. Yes. All right. It might be It might be a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I, I may have one, Dan, I could lend you. Okay. So that's Gary. Uh, Go to your book. doctor. And possibly die. Oh God! Terrible. Well, especially now. I mean, it was bad enough. And when I say the old days, when you and I were practicing, Dan, but mm. uh, now with everybody having a specialist for a, a big toe, a little toe, uh, and, no, and one hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing, and it's really crazy. Really crazy. If I ever get another chance, I'm going to be a, become a left nostril specialist. <laughs> yeah, only on full moons. Only when it's a full moon. Only on a full moon. <laughs> when is the super moon? Very. <laughs> and you have to work part time. See. Yeah, only part time. Once or twice every forty years or so. That's it. <laughs> well, so I just wanted to share what? with you, uh, Doctor Ron, uh, what Margaret yeah. Mead had said. You know, because we're out there. You know, outside the box, and. Never underestimate the power of a few committed people to change the world. And I think that's what we're doing. Uh, we're getting the information out there, making people think and start questioning the authorities. And, the, you know, they don't have all the answers. Yeah, and, and, I, and I would hope that listeners, uh, if you like what you hear, please tell a friend. Uh, you know, that we have a, a, uh, a phone number. Uh, that those of you who are on the line right now, 347-989-8899. And then we could always be reached at blogtalkradio.com. Just look up Dr. Ron in the search box. We are sort of the featured show uh, every Tuesday now uh, on the uh, live performances. So uh, you'll see Dr. Ron unfiltered, uncensored. We, we've been a featured show now for quite a while. Um, so, you know, we, we, we appreciate your support. We don't take any uh, advertising money. We don't take any money from anybody uh, so we appreciate your support, and, and we would appreciate you spreading the word. Uh, we're trying to give you information you don't get on the lamestream media. Okay, we're trying to give you the other side of the story, just like Paul Harvey used to do. So uh, with that, uh, I just can't believe an hour went by already. It's it just, it's just amazing. Uh, from the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, 
excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, from not having a a, a real uh, show. Uh, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> from not having a real show outlined uh, with these two, with Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan, the show just goes good because uh, we both do a lot of reading. We all do a lot of reading, and we try and bring it to you. Okay, well, Dr. You go, Dan, Dr. Ron and Dr. Ha- Jerry. Yeah, you're, you're happy you're New based- Year to you, Dr. Dan. No, not not yet. <laughs> I just had a couple of things right. to bring up, if you don't mind. Very quickly. Go ahead. The a the aspirin eighty one milligrams, therefore, is not a safe thing to do at this point. Not a, not as primary prevention. I just lost a neighbor who was in great shape, uh, did everything right, ate right, exercised, but somehow he started taking aspirin. He went up on a ladder to change uh, something. He fell off the ladder, hit his head, died of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. And the second thing is, should we take our microwaves out of our homes? Well, They shouldn't I, even you know, be I in there. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, just don't exactly. go near I mean, them. Yeah, just don't, if, if anything, just stay three feet away. Okay. All right. Very good. Thank you, Dr. Ron, Dr. Jerry. Have a good New Year, and, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody, and uh, we hope to see you next year. And uh, we hope that uh, we can continue to bring you this program uh, on a weekly basis. All right, everybody. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Jerry. God bless everybody. Take care. See you next year. Going on on Wolvo. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on LockedTalkRadio.com. See you next week. Ciao.